Hello, 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 and welcome back to the most unusual podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Butterly. I probably shouldn't just assume that this isn't your first episode, because um, for me, when I start something, I usually start from the top or bottom, depending on if you need to start from the top or bottom, of course, of course. Uh, but I would never usually just dive straight into the middle. Like sometimes I just feel like I need to get to know the people and what they're talking about and where we're going. But I guess if it's not in like context or content or context, yeah, you can just dive right in. But it's always a journey when you start at the top with them or at the bottom. I feel like you really get to know them. But yeah, like diving straight in, like it does make me nervous. And like it kind of, it gives me the same feeling of someone eating a Kit Kat, but not breaking it. Just biting it straight away. Or doing the same with a dairy milk, just biting it like an animal and not breaking it apart. Uh, even like imagine someone just came from my head there, they peeled an orange and then they just ate it like an apple. That would just make me so nervous. Thank God I don't know anyone. <laughs> That's so mean. Thank God I don't know anyone that does that. I do know someone who eats a kiwi with out peeling it, and I think that's just very chaotic in my mind. Um, just not for me. And this person's pretty close to me as well. It's just crazy. It's hard to watch, to be honest. Anyway, I hope you're all keeping well. And the end is near, lads. It's actually near. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We have dates. We, at least outside dates, uh, for when we can go out and like we can get our hair done and stuff. Like, it's just super exciting. So freaking exciting. Um, and COVID has hit us all uh, differently. But I'd like to think for me anyway, it has slowed me down and it's allowed me to enjoy the little things, you know? To kind of take a step back and realize, I don't know, but I was about to say what I want to do. I still have no idea what I want to do, but like, it's just, I don't know, appreciate the, the, the things around you, you know, a little bit more, just to get a little bit soft, you know? And on that note, we'll go straight into today's episode. So today we're discussing the chicken poop prisons, prisons, it's just one, uh, of Thailand. And it is a story of unimaginable brutality, as you can imagine. Literally, I had never heard of such thing and it has just blown my mind. And I feel like this is what my podcast is all about, you know? Like, this is what I want to discuss with people because you just never hear of this stuff unless you just came across it on the internet. And there's just so much shite on the internet. Not saying that this is not shite, but like, you know, it's a little bit of history that you would never normally hear about. It's a, a method of torture, like, you know, I didn't really know you could use chicken poop as torture. I remember on the Sunday of EP and like lying in the tent at the end of the night. My friend had been there all weekend. I just arrived on the Sunday and we're just, we're going to bed and we're here just relaxing. And I was like, my eyes were closed and I was just rampaging rampaging that's not a word i was just ramping on about torture chambers that i'd been to uh in europe uh, i just found it so fascinating and I, I don't not that it was soothing to me but like i just i could disassociate from what was what, what had actually happened it's probably easier as well because i haven't been affected by it but like it's just crazy to believe that such things existed and probably some things like that still do exist you know it got me thinking about you know the guards that would watch these type of things or actually do it like do they go home and have a family meal do they go home alone or like when they got into 
being a guy, did they expect that to happen? You know, um, like what mental, like what toll does that have on your, your mental health? That's, that's what got me and all anyway. I just, there's no way you can go home after that. Like, you know, you hear the stories of people that will be killing cows and pigs all day, like a hundred percent has an effect on them. So like if you're doing it to a human, um, and we don't know how much pain a cow and a pig and chicken and all feel, but like I imagine it's just as much nearly, if not more, you know, we all feel like we all feel pain anyway, you know. But doing it to they can't speak and say that it's sore, you can they can you can hear their cries, but like humans like they can they can talk to you and tell you how horrible it is, you know? But yeah. So we're gonna get into it. The chicken poop prisons was a form of torture, as we said. And it did, it took brutality to the next level, like, because um, you do see chickens as pretty harmless, cute little creatures that keep to themselves, you know? Like, you'd go to a farm and they'd probably run away, unless people had some pet chickens, like, they're meant to be very friendly, nearly like dogs, like, they love to play. Um, but, yeah, apparently chicken poop is lethal, and it was used, as I said, as a form of torture. And this was in Thailand. In Thailand, this was called Guk Kai K. <laughs> I don't really like it. It just brings me, there's too many Ks in there. One too many, as I say. But it happened back in 1863, and there was only one of them. They, they never uh, made any more. It was just this one. And if you saw it, like, it doesn't really look like anything. So it was a time when Thailand was occupied by the French. And the troops had constructed a tiny prison cell in Lam Singh in Shantaburi province. Um, you think I'd be able to pronounce all these words by now. But honestly, when I write them down, I'm like, yeah, no, absolutely. Saying that in my head, no bother. And then I go to say, and it's like, blah. It's just, I speak, it's, <laughs> I love it. Um, it just goes to shite. <laughs> I love talk, a lot of talk of shite today. <laughs> The French colonists used um, it to imprison locals who resisted the French occupation. Um, and it was 14 foot long and 23 feet in height. So it was small. It was a little rectangular structure with red brick and had two rows of ventilating slits on the side. Like where it is today, if you saw a picture of it, you wouldn't even notice. You know, you'd think it was just a rectangular structure like you if you didn't know the history behind it like you'd never think of it like you know it's just i think it's just sitting in the middle of like an estate or something in thailand and the prisoners were kept on the ground floor while on the terrace they had built a chicken coop so the floor of the coop had small holes that would make the chicken poop fall down on the prisoners below and were torture them I actually would love to know how many times I've said torture right now. Is there another word for torture? Kill. No. <laughs> um, it is a genius way, if you think about it, from the side of the guards and, like, the enemy. Because you don't actually have to do much work. Like, you just kind of leave them to suffer by themselves um, in a kind of sick, twisted manner. But ultimately, it is beyond cruel and it's a horrific way to die. Um, there's a lot of horrific ways to die, but like that's just, that's slow, torturous. So yeah, that's what happened. So why chicken poop? Well, it has a very strong and extremely suffocating smell of ammonia. Um, I personally have never smelt it or not that I'm aware of. 
like even when I'm at farms and stuff there's just not enough chickens around for it to be such a strong smell but then I would love to know what farmers think of that like is it strong smelling like when you go to clean out their little pens is it like a mask over the face type thing but then again I think pea farmers that have farm animals I'd say they're just immune to all those smells like I actually don't mind like cow shit and horse shit and stuff if you're driving through the fields and you smell it like okay sometimes it can be awful but I don't know it smells real fresh or something <laughs> oh Jesus I didn't ever think I'd be uh, saying something like that but I I, I, I like to think that someone will understand me. Um, like, cat piss is knacker, you know? Uh, that shit's disgusting. That, that would make your eyes burn, so I'm just going to kind of put it into that. So with the high ammonia, it is not possible to stand the smell for more than a few minutes. So when the humans are forced to do so, the smell can create, like, a mirage of adverse reactions. Reactions? <laughs> reactions. Uh, reactions such as vomiting headaches and extreme level of irritation um like imagine that smell like you you be i'm just picturing people below like are they sitting are they standing like how many chickens are there it's extreme levels of irritation which can also lead to severe depression in human beings so like i don't know this is just another side effect of on top of all the smells and stuff is that like you're going to get extremely depressed but like if you're a prisoner during the French occupation, I can't imagine that you're too happy anyway. Um, and also, I think too much of anything nearly leads you to depression, you know? Like fame, money, alcohol, like all of it. Too much of it is not good, you know? Um, but anyway, back to chicken poop. Uh, because of the ammonia that enters the body, it reacts with water and creates ammonium hydroxide. And this byproduct is damaging and burns the inside of your nose, throat, and respiratory tract. So it sounds pretty violent. You know, when it's, well, you know, when you're breathing fresh air and then like a strong eye water and smell hits you, and you're like, what the hell? It just catches your sneeze and your cough. And I'm trying to think of a smell, but I can't think of one. Um, so I imagine it's just something like that, you know, like I guess a dead animal, a dead animal uh, would be pretty rotten like. It would just catch you off guard. You're just not used to those smells. But, like, I don't know how you'd block it. Would you, like, I was about to say rip off your hair and shove it up your nose? But, like, that's that's <laughs> that's kind of made me feel weird. Um, I think that's really violent. Like, that's just, that's it. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to think about that either. So, yeah, if you're a human or an animal as exposed to chicken poop smell for long, uh, it is bound to create some serious problems. So, like... <laughs> It's just, it's just awful, you know? And then, like, how has that affected the world today? Well, it's actually taken one step further by Abbotsford in British Columbia, Canada. So in 2013, in a desperate attempt to drive out homeless people from the streets, the city workers dumped a truck of chicken poop, like, on the land where all the homeless people were sleeping. Like where the people use were sleeping, like used to camp, uh, to like move them, and I just think it's just that is just absolutely awful, you know. Like to think a government would put that much work into something instead of like just actually helping these people, like you know, go in a way to get a load of cow, chicken poop. Like I'd, I'd say the farmers gave it to them really easily and stuff, like probably so cheaply, but like still, it's just awful. Like whoever came up with that idea, that's just not nice, you know. Um. 
it's like in Dublin here, the way they wash, I don't know, if there's power courts, uh, the power court steps, and like people sit on them, or, or people that are homeless may sleep on it, because it's flat ground, um, flat steps, should I say, and they just constantly are putting water on it, and it's just awful, you know? Like, they already have it bad as it is, like, the last thing they need that is that, you know? And there's not, obviously there's just not that many places that you can go if you're homeless, uh, like trying to like sleep on the street. So I just think it's really fucking cruel. The mayor came out and he did apologize, but obviously the damage was done. Like how are they ever gonna forget that? Like you never forget that, like that your government turned against you on like that. Um. So yeah, it's a, if it's, it's a cruel world and I don't know who came up with these ideas and I don't know how people figured this out, but yeah, it's just not good. So there you have it lads, chicken poop presents. Of course, we can't finish the episode without our fact of the day, which is shareophobia, which is the word for irrational fear of being happy. It comes from the Greek word shero, which means to rejoice. And um, people who suffer from shareophobia are often afraid, crippling, cripplingly, cripplingly, cripplingly so of doing anything that might lead to happiness. Um, this includes participating in fun activities and rejecting opportunities that may lead to positive outcomes. So this form of anxiety disorder should be treated with medicine much stronger than laughter. So love and therapy was what I was told. Um, I guess I guess you can't argue with that, can you? It's a bit of a madophobia. I don't know if anyone knows of someone with an irrational fear of being happy, but it's wild. You kinda you kinda hate to have that, you know, you kinda laugh and then you, you get sick or something. Um phobias are mad, like, you know, when people have a phobia of like small corners and stuff or there's some weird, weird phobias up the, out there. Um But yeah, that's all we have today folks. Um short and sweet. You can't argue with that, can you? Um and I look forward to seeing you on or not seeing you, I'll never see you. I look I look forward to chatting again with you soon. Mm-hmm.